finding a wedding vendor that you connect with that you really want to be around on your wedding day because they will be they're going to be there someone that will help you out and genuinely enjoys their job i'm modeling those dream wedding vendors on my next two guests they are a dynamic duo Joshua Withers, you may have heard before. I'm hoping you have. He's been a recent guest on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast and has been described, quote, as the Beyonce of wedding celebrants. And uh, his wonderful wife, Brittany. Now, Britt, welcome to the show. Hello. You're very new to this uh, podcasting world. I am a newbie. <laughs> Whereas uh, your loudmouth husband, I say that with love, welcome Hello. back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wanted to t- take a back seat on it and let my beautiful wife shine today. Oh, well, look, she will shine because she's a bloody legend already. I know this. Ah, oh. What am I going to say? You can just say, I am. Thank you, Alicia, for that wonderful compliment. Now, I am. I'm the pretty picture and he's the frame. (laughs) 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 All right. So just to start, we've got to start with saying what exactly it is you guys do. Because as I said, we have heard from Josh. We know that he's the celebrant or the registrar if you're in America, the guy that stands at the front and makes it all legal. But Britt, you have a a, a company that you run together called Pop-Up Weddings. And can you... Talk me through where it came from, how it happened, and what you do for people. Well, first, a pop-up is, well, we like to call it a fancy elopement. It's that really wonderful middle ground between a registry signing and a full-blown Kim Kardashian <laughs> event, if, you, if you'd like to call it that. We, we don't want to register, but we want to be married, but we don't want a wedding, but I want to dress, but I don't care about chair sashes and I don't you know I don't want to feed 150 people and I don't want to plan a wedding and so the whole concept came one night Josh and I were driving home from from our office and he had this bride who was having this huge wedding and she was so stressed and just so unhappy about going into this day that she'd spent a year's you know salary on and I said isn't it a pity that she can't get her hair and makeup done wear her dream dress and just turn up to something, have a ceremony, and then just go to a restaurant and celebrate with a few of her friends. Like, it's it's a shame that you either have to elope or you have to have a wedding. I said, wouldn't it be amazing if there was that middle ground? And Josh looked at me and said, well, if you want that, like, let's do it. Obviously, there might be other brides that are feeling the same way. And thus, the pop-up was born. So now we travel around the country hosting these wonderful pop-up events, and we love it. And it seems, I mean, I follow you on all the various social medias and there have been some truly spectacular locations that you have provided Mm -hmm. for couples that I'm just like, oh my God, in a normal world, it'd be really hard to organize an event like that at the price that you were offering it, which is nanas, if I do say so myself. (laughs) (laughs) What sort of couples are you finding that are coming along and booking this sort of wedding with you? I feel like we get those couples and they all vary in ages and, you know, some are, some are divorced, some it's their third marriage, some, a lot of them, they have been together for 14 years and have three kids and a mortgage and then some are 22 and just are a little bit shy, but she still wants to wear a dress. And so our couples really, really vary, but they all come to us and go, this is exactly what we've been looking for. We didn't even realize we'd been looking for it until we 
jobs? Like, why isn't everybody doing this? And they're the couples that, you know, we want them to come to us and go, oh, thank heavens we found you. And we get so many emails saying we wouldn't be getting married if if we hadn't found you guys, which... so nice. It's a whole... Yeah, it's lovely. It's a lot of responsibility, but it's, um, yeah, you know, it's special. Our couples are amazing. We love... We love the couples we get. And what I do love, I, I want to go back to the point that you made, and that is with Josh saying that this this bride was spending, this couple was spending a year's salary on a wedding. And that's such a good point to make that a lot of people don't look at it that way. But the the trends are, you know, in the UK, they're saying people are spending £20,000, which in the equivalent to Australian dollars is like fifty grand, And in America, the average is $40,000. That is the general median salary probably above the median salary in all of these countries so it is mental when you put it into that perspective and it's there's a lot of expectation that goes into a day like that and i think if i spend 40 or 50 dollars on dinner yeah you know my expectations are never met it's always like she was she could have been friendlier or my (laughs) there was too much ice in my drink what are they ripping me off like i just i don't know how you can go into a day having spent 40 50 hundred thousand dollars and your expectations are met. Like what kind of, I just don't, I don't know what that kind of day looks like. And obviously we don't cater for everyone. Obviously there are going to be some brides who that's their dream. That's their, that's the circles they run in. That's just what a wedding is to them. And that's what they need to, you know, celebrate their the joining of two people. But we're finding a lot of people are going, Oh, like this is ridiculous. And, but we still want to celebrate and we still want it to be beautiful. And so we kind of, yeah, we're filling that, that need, I guess. I do think the point that you just made about fulfilling other people's needs, like I go along to wedding exhibitions and I interview lots of wonderful couples and it's really eye-opening sometimes their ideas about why they are planning. One of the questions I ask is, you know, who are you planning this wedding for? And it's Absolutely. really, it's a really interesting little social exercise that a lot of people will say, oh, we're doing it for our family, or we really want this entertainment to be amazing because we want people to remember it, which is cool, but also to go, hey, it's about you guys standing up there together and having a crack at committing to each other for the rest of your lives, possibly. Yeah. So yeah, It's about marriage, not about wedding. Yes, thank you. Yes, it is. So it's sort well, of interesting. For- it's it's funny, for example, today, um, and I'm not going to name any names, but we had a bride who was so excited for a pop-up and she'd found us and we were her dream and thank heavens and her dad had given her all this money for a wedding and she was like, I actually don't want to spend this, I want to have a pop-up, I, you know, sign me up, book me in, love it, love you guys, blah, 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 and I got an email today saying her dad wasn't, her dad wanted a wedding, her dad oh. wanted, her, her dad wanted a you know, uh, the the wedding, the white dress and, you know, the whole thing. And she, and, you know, she's exploring other options. And I just kind of got off the phone going, oh, I feel really sad. Yeah. And got to do what she's got to do. But I just went, oh, she's not doing it for her. And it's the reason Josh and I had a wedding cake. My mom insisted on us having a wedding cake. And I said, I don't care. If you want a wedding cake, you're more than welcome to purchase it. And so she purchased a wedding cake. And on my wedding day, I cut my mother's wedding cake. <laughs> and, you know, see a little bits and pieces to make other people happy that you look back and go, it so wasn't important. And it's, it's just ridiculous that you, that you would have someone else's wedding. It's, it's, your, it's your marriage 
ceremony. It's not someone else's. Okay, well, so that's a good point. How do we empower people to make that choice? Because it's really easy for us to sit back and say that, but then, especially when, for example, Brit, that I'm sure it sounds like the father's contributing, a, you said, a quite a decent amount of money. It's weird that he yeah. would say put all that money into a party if she maybe wanted to put the money into a mortgage or whatever. But <laughs> how do we... Plan for the future. Oh, forget <laughs> it. Fuck that. We'll just put it all into a big... Oh, sorry. I get excited about money and I get angry because I see... Hey, uh, have, we, uh, have we got the, the licensing rights to play uh, an NWA song here or something like that? <laughs> yeah. I've got, it's like me just going, I've got money just to pour down the sink with your song request, Josh Withers. <laughs> Let's just... You can play... Yeah, exactly. We'll... You just hum it, and I'll, that'll be fine. Express yourself. Yeah, the, 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 the whole the whole thing that that a a wedding is for the family is um is a really poor excuse to begin a marriage. Mm. Um, the, the the expression of your marriage, of course, there, there there's elements that encompass you know your wider community, and sometimes that's your blood relatives, and sometimes that's not. And look, many in many cases that I experience, it's it's not your blood relatives. Um, but the celebration of the marriage sh- shouldn't shouldn't uh, ever be for someone that isn't you. It's it's good to be inclusive of them and say, look, we'd love you to come along on this ride with us. We'd, lo- we'd love your encouragement and your your affirmation. And and sometimes you might be a little bit more accommodating, like you know, grandma's in a wheelchair, so let's not do it at the top of the mountain. Let's you know, let's <laughs> get somewhere accessible. So there's elements of including others and of course making it an accessible event. But uh. But when when you start having your mother's wedding or your father's wedding or whoever's, um, it's it's an automatic process. But it's sad if you realise that and you fall down. And like a couple I met it with with today, they're um they're not having a pop up wedding, but they pretty much well are. They're just not having a pop up wedding brand. They're having uh, an elopement, um, which is just with eighteen of their closest. And uh, and they read um uh, there was an article about pop up weddings in a newspaper in towns all over the weekend, and and they uh, they read them like that's us. Yeah. Like we were we 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 were having we were having you know, our mother's wedding, um when and really in reality we've already got a kid and a mortgage. We just want to we we want to kind of put that final block of we are family. We want to kind of put the cap on that, and um and 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 celebrate that with our closest friends and family, which turns out to be eighteen people, um. You know, so we would, we'd, we would run off to the registry office, but I'd love my mum to be there and we'd love it to be pretty and we'd love to get some cool photos. So I also think it's about, you know, cause obviously Josh and I are in the mainstream non pop up wedding industry and we, you know, marry amazing couples who choose to have big, beautiful weddings. I just, so we're not anti big weddings. I just think you need to get to the point where you, you sit down and for, for our wedding, I think we've taken a lot from our wedding and put it into pop-ups. For our wedding, the vows were really important to me or to us and the photography mm. and obviously the dress and hair, but that's just a given. I wanted amazing photos and I wanted to stand up and promise Josh that I wouldn't be mean to him and that I would be nice to him <laughs> when he was a douche. Hey, marriage, is, marriage is a progression. We don't, we don't reach all of that in the first three years. It's, it's, a, it's a working progress. Can I just repeat? Brit says, and I wanted to be nice to him when he was a douche. I mean, that to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, like, if you read it, like, our vows are on Josh's blog, and I stood up there and I said, I will promise to match every girl movie, every chick flick with a guy movie, oh. and every bad carb with you know um a superfood like i i promised 
him because, you know, and the photography was really important. I didn't care about the invitations. And so I had a friend who was a graphic designer do them up. And then, you know, I think people will pay for what they value. And so spending a lot of money on beautiful photos is okay. And spending, and you know, if you're food, if you're a foodie and you guys just like to eat and, you know, spending a lot of money on a caterer is, is awesome. But I just think you need to throw out everyone's expectations and like I've said to lots of couples invite them in only if they resonate with you and you know I don't I would happily eat tacos off the street or I'm happy to go to a big fancy restaurant but I'm not too bothered Mm -hmm. and so we got a friend who was a caterer to cater our wedding um, and she did a beautiful job and the food was great but I didn't really care all that much sure Um, but I love my photos and my photos are my my thing Um, and so I think you know a lot of couples are like we need to have 150 people and there needs to be, you know, the chicken or the steak option. And we need to, it's, I just think you need to, what do you value? What, what's going to make you happy at the end of the day? And if that's, I think if, I think a lot of brides would feel a little bit more empowered if they looked at their wedding that way, rather than we need to put on an event and an event, you need to have food and this and this and this and this. And all of a sudden it's this bigger than Ben Hur event. And so I feel back to your original question of how we, can we empower brides to break away from those? Cause I'm not dissing the wedding industry. We're not anti weddings. We're just anti obligations and anti, but we feel forced to have this. And we, you know, my mum's making me do this and yeah. we're anti that. I feel like the obli- – I mean, obligation is a word I use so much on the podcast and I really have been getting some lovely emails from people saying, now, I know you don't like obligation guests, but – and then they ask me these sort of questions that are basically asking me to then say it again, don't invite 400 people if you don't want them at yep. your wedding. You know, you don't have to do that. I've been thinking a lot about weddings as the sort of nasty girl from high school that you know now I <laughs> just – loser ladies who you know were very cool at the time and now are trashy trash bags but this peer pressure thing that we had when we were 15 to go oh you have to go and buy the doc martens there's a blast from the past or you you know you have to have this stuff to be cool or it won't be right and i feel like we are completely saturated with the you have to do and like you said we don't really take a step back and go what do we actually want absolutely and i think i one of Josh and my first engaged couple fights were because being in radio for so many years, Josh has a lot of acquaintances and a lot of people he's worked with. Entertainment acquaintances. And yes. And everyone was a really quote, a really good friend of mine. They are really good friends of mine. And I, I, you do not have 150 really good friends. If you're in hospital in a backless gown, you wouldn't want 150 of these people to come and visit you. Bam. And so I, I made it a rule. I was like, who has texted or messaged or called us or emailed in the past month? They are invited. And we actually went through our phones one night and sat there and wrote down that, these people. And we came to a guest list of about 50. And it was beautiful. I am and making was... a note now because that is some of the best advice <laughs> I have ever heard <laughs> on this podcast. Literally what we did. Go um, through your phone. Because you have so many people and you're like, oh, we were really close two years ago, but life changes. I had four bridesmaids. If I could go back, I wouldn't have any, but I had four bridesmaids and I am still extremely close to three of them. And yep. one of them, she's not a part of my life anymore because I think she's a professional bridesmaid. She just loves being a part of weddings. Oh my gosh. And life just moves on and, you know, nothing's permanent. So we just, we had our, you know, really close friends at our 
and we're, we still talk to, I would say, 99% of them. Yeah, I've, we, I think the same thing. We've talked about it. We only got married three years ago, but I still feel, and we only had 48 people at our wedding, but still, I think we could have shaved it down even more um, Absolutely. if we had had the benefit of hindsight, <laughs> mm-hmm, which is a very yeah. strong benefit. You are listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. My wonderful guests are Josh and Britt from popupwed.co. Uh, hello. Be more, hello. There'll be more from them after this. Josh, recently you wrote a blog titled The Problem with Having a Problem with the Wedding Industry, which completely captured my interest from the get-go. Can you tell me a little bit more, both of you, tell me a bit more about that that post and what you meant by that? Well, everyone, and when I say everyone, and, and just for the record, everyone isn't something that exists. Like, everyone isn't a person. So <laughs> when I say everyone, I'm just doing what everyone else does using the word everyone liberally without any real definition. But if, if you uh, turn on whatever your whatever your local current affair or open your tabloid newspaper or whatever it is, um, there's there's far too often a uh, uh, an article in there about um, how wedding vendors are ripping you off or how uh, you know, wedding photographers are ripping you off and all that kind of jazz. And so I um, I have a problem with that. And... Uh, and I'm always developing this thought because even myself and um, and Britt, we're we're presently growing. Um, you'd say grown, but you know we're growing a wedding business. We're we're sitting here trying to um, trying to make something amazing, and uh, and every now and then we, we we'll make a decision, and we thought ah, we probably should have made that decision, and then we'll make a, we'll make a new decision, and and uh, don't say we. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes one of us will make a decision. <laughs> right, good marriage <laughs> but, counselling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, but the truth is, is that, um, and I'm going to speak on the behalf of the 99.9 percent of uh, of the wedding creators, those of us that are that are full time employed in creating um, this experience that is a wedding, um, and and we all wake up every day hoping to do something amazing. And, and we're all we're all hoping to do something really special and really cool and and yeah, some people might have done some stupid stuff. Like uh, even there's a photographer that Britt and I were um, friends with years ago, and then one day we saw him on uh, and I don't know what the local version to you is, but we saw him on a current affair. So that's your local, you know, your six thirty seven p.m. Just guys done something dodgy tabloid TV show. Putting their hand towards the camera, going, "Get out of my face!" Yeah. Yeah, they've got it's a usually newspaper. about the neighbours with yeah. the excess trash. The daily mail of a daily mail of television <laughs> yeah. shows. Yeah, yeah, but uh, and and so it's it's all well and good to have problems with those guys, and we we always will do. And those the tabloid, whether it's tabloid TV, tabloid podcast, or tabloid, you know, whatever web or newspaper, they're, they're always going to be looking for those problems. They'll they'll always exist. But my encouragement is that um is that it's not about creating a wedding it's about celebrating a marriage and 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 i think you know we, we've, we've always talked about this and this is always my core mate. my core message is that uh you know you're not having a wedding you're you're having a marriage and there's this awesome party at the beginning of that and so sometimes we will have a problem with the wedding industry because oh josh charges so much or or you know can you believe that the public weddings they only have you know, 12 dates a year and and you know they get all huffy puffy but at the very core of it we're celebrating a marriage and so to do that, to, to get married, you need to, of course, fall in love with some really awesome human. Um, and then if you're in, if you're in Australia, there's some legal things. Every, you know, state or country has its own legal things you have to do to before getting married. Um, and then the actual event, the thing that you invite people to, that has to, 
that has to be an event that actually embodies who you are, your personalities, your cultures, um, and just 100% jam-packed full of shit that you love. <laughs> and, if, yes. and if you love eating, like, let's get some food in there. I'm doing a wedding in Melbourne, and it's in a bookshop because they love books and oh. they love bookshops. And look, look, I'm like, who doesn't love a bookshop? Yes. But these guys really love bookshops. And so we're, we're doing a wedding in there because that's full of shit they love. And yeah. they're going to have some coffee and some cake and some food and have a party in a bookshop. And so... Whatever makes you feel like a million dollars and whatever creates that atmosphere where you can celebrate something. And of course, there's that capturing the memories angle of it. Then, then that's what I mean about the problem of having a problem with the wedding industry is that the wedding industry isn't all bad. The wedding, like, we're not all out to get you. Like, yes, um, Britt and I run a business and the core purpose of running a business is that we would earn a dollar and hopefully pay a wage, pay a rent and save a dollar and have a you know, meal. Um, so yeah, we are going to make money because it's not a charity. But it's not about, you know, dodgy people or how much things cost. It's about creating this event that is just a million, feels, makes you feel like a million dollars and celebrates this awesome thing called marriage. Yeah, I think you've just summed up perfectly what I hope most vendors are in the business for. And of course, as you said, there's a one to three percent, you know, shysters, but that's in every business. You've got to be mm-hmm. shyster aware. Oh yeah, yeah, they exist, and and you know what, you can always you can always tell who they are because they're the guys that are more focused on giving you a great deal, yeah, um, as opposed to offering you a really awesome experience or product or service or whatnot. And um, yeah, look, newsbreak, no one cares about how much money you save. Yeah, um, like 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 no one's sitting there going, look, I just I wish I wish I could save Alicia more money. Like I just feel Alicia is spending way too much money <laughs> on body care products, and and you know what, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate my life, Josh Withers' life, to make sure Alicia saves more money. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, like no one no one cares about you saving money. They they, they they've got a business, and and yes, they've got a passion. They they've got a passion. Like, I've got a passion to see people celebrate marriage. Um, and, and, and we've all got our own passions. And, and hopefully through that, we can do business and, you know, have an amazing time. But, uh, you know, you can always tell the shyster because they're the ones that they're, you know, you know affordable, cheap budget, you know, yeah. and, um, and that's their selling point because they don't have a passion behind it. Behind, you know, their, their selling point isn't how talented they are or their selling point isn't how passionate they are or their selling point isn't how much an awesome experience you can have. Their, their selling point is cheap. Yeah. And also I think the idea that you as a couple and people that have the money in the pocket to spend need to be aware of if you're approaching a photographer that you know is going to be $20,000 or something ridiculous, that's their, that's who they're, they're marketing at those sort of people that have the money to spend that. So if you're approaching them and expecting them to come down to $2,000 to match your budget, it's not going to happen. Yeah, you know, a lot of people, um, well, not actually not a lot of people because we've been We've been really smart about how we've marketed it and communicated it. But some people have talked about the popper wedding being a cheap or a budget alternative. Or, and it's not that at all. It's no. just that we've, we, we've identified a, an opportunity for people to get married in this fashion. And then we'll, we've said, well, let's, like, we need a venue and a celebrant, a photographer and an organizer and, and the XYZ. And we've done the math. Okay. Well, that costs that. We're going to pay tax. We're going to pay a wage. And then, so the cost of that is this. And so, um, you know, one public wedding we're doing costs, uh, 1860. I've got, I think I'm 1840, 1860. And there's another one that costs 2600. And there's another one that costs 1400 because it's not cheap, but it's, that's what it costs. And 
and you know you could get two people online and say, "Hey, this thing's worth fourteen fifty and one person will say, "That's so cheap," and the other person will say, "That's so expensive <laughs> <laughs> so it's not cheap or budget it's just it, this is what it costs for us to do for example, this pop up wedding so Britt, you're going to I'm just going to go through the list here Bali, Brisbane, Byron Bay, Canberra, Geelong. Gold Coast, Hawaii, Perth, Sydney. Now, a lot of international listeners will go, oh, that sounds like a lot of Australian cities, but we do have some international places there. What are your plans in the future? Because I've got listeners who I'm sure are sitting in, uh, I don't know, Minnesota going, oh, gee, I'd like to have a pop-up wedding. Can we, can you do it elsewhere? And if they, if, if, is someone else doing this as well? Not to plug your competitors, but to help my international listeners. And will you be expanding the business to amazing places if people want you to do it? Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Next yes, question. Good. Yeah, move on. <laughs> terrible interviewer. Obviously, we <laughs> terrible guest. No. Um, obviously, you can tell by our accents. We are based in Australia, and that's where we, you know, the bait, the bulk of our pop up days are held. We're actually partnering with an amazing Hawaii company called Opihi Love, Ooh. and they are. Um, the, one of the most sought after wedding planning companies um, on the island of Maui. And they approached us and said, we love what you're doing. We want to be involved, blah, blah, blah. And I just actually finished up a Skype meeting with them and we're aiming for 12 pop-up dates throughout Hawaii for next year, for 2016. Fantastic. Yeah, so exciting. So <laughs> they're going to be on all the different islands and um, don't ask me to name them because my geography isn't amazing. The but nice that'll be all ones. up. The, the nice ones, the ones that are easier to get to. So, yeah, we're open to anywhere and anything. Our thing is we want to work with the best and we want it, we're want we not just going to go to a city just to go to a city. We're going to go to a city if we found an amazing team there that we know we can entrust with pop-ups. We only launch into a city once we've found that team. And as you can probably tell, we ha- we're not in all of the capital cities in Australia yet because we are still working on finding the best and so- sourcing them. Yeah. So yeah, hell yeah, we'll go to Minnesota. I have a cousin that lives in Minnesota. I can I'm pretty sure anyone in Minnesota would probably want to fly to Hawaii and maybe meet us there. Yeah, but I, I think that's actually <laughs> quite enticing to go have yeah. your pop up wedding in Hawaii. Yeah, escape the, the like six feet of snow. <laughs> um so yeah, we're open to and we get inquiries all the time and yeah, we so yes, your my answer is yes, we're open to anywhere. Um we just want to provide the best all, always, and so sometimes that takes a little bit more time to, you know, knuckle down. Now, if can you just talk us through um, how a pop-up wedding day happens and uh, what's the timeline that you need to book in to do something like this? Well, in Australia, we legally need one month's, at least one month's notice. We usually obviously sell out long before then. We launch it with about six months notice. Gives you enough time to take your other half to breakfast and kind of talk them into the idea. How the day is actually run really sweet and simply. We have we're kind of expanding with the concept pop up, but just our regular pop up weddings. You have an hour. The time slot is all yours. There's no other brides or grooms. Your guests come in. We always have at least two coordinators on the day. Um, one to greet you and your fiance and the others to greet your guests. The guests are obviously escorted down to the ceremony area and made to sit down and be quiet <laughs> um, <laughs> while Josh meets with you too, just to make sure there's no nerves and just to say hi. And then he goes down the front with the guy. The bride walks down and, she'll, and most, most of our brides walk down with their dads all by themselves. Totally up to you. There's a beautiful, short, sweet, intimate, lovely ceremony. Really good celebrant guy. Really? Oh, you know, yeah, okay. <laughs> we're, we're, 
He's okay. <laughs> Good. He That's it. Okay. I love it. Business partner and in life, he's all right. <laughs> he does okay. He's yeah. free. He works. He works. You know, he's cheap. He comes with the cheap package. Labor. He's cheap. <laughs> um, and then there are some, you know, group shots. We don't linger too long on the group shots because no one really cares too much about them. And then you're off with your photographer, just the two of you, and you go off and have some beautiful wedding photos taken. Most of our couples organize a restaurant, a table at a restaurant, or I know one of our couples is having fish and chips on the beach because that's where he proposed. Um, and so it's BYO picnic blanket. And, um, yeah, so the opportunities are endless as far as, you know, the kind of after party. But, yeah, it's it's all over in an hour. It's really that's kind of sweet and simple. I love it. And there's nothing to say, like I, like you said before, you can get the full shebang, you can get the big dress, you can do whatever you want. It's not saying you have to tone anything down. It's just saying turn up and no. this is all organized for you, smash it, yeah. go off and do your own thing. It's so funny because we get so many emails going, oh, can, can, we, can I have – you know, my hair and makeup done and, uh, you know, can I wear a dress and, oh, you know, and I'm like, of course you can. You can turn up in jeans and Ugg boots or you can wear a full gown. We don't, we've kind of set up these really great perimeters and the rest is up to you. To a certain extent, um, customize it as much as you like. Most of our brides do choose to wear the white gowns. And then we've had a girl who turned up in the most beautiful purple dress I've ever seen. So it's just, it's all up to you and what makes you feel the most beautiful and you do civil partnerships as well don't you yes and same sex and vow renewals yeah come and make use of the space and the amazing photographer of course. absolutely now you guys have been uh, on my q and episodes before so i'm sure we will uh, catch up again but it has been such a pleasure to have you both on board i love i love that you're a duo i love seeing wedding vendors that do things together there are you know i come across couples all the time and go what a great industry to be a part of to be happy and celebrating other people's happiness too so someone actually said to Britt the other day, she um, said, you and Josh look like you're close. You should hook up. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for the advice. So, yeah. I get I get so many emails from brides going, are you and that Josh guy dating? Oh, my god! And I'm like, mm-hmm. permanently. I'm stuck with him. We are <laughs> fully commit. We fully commit. <laughs> Now, if people wish to get in touch with you, wedding vendors as well, if, if they want to come and, and, and propose themselves to you, that's an option, isn't it? Absolutely. If you want us in Minnesota, shoot us an email. <laughs> I want you in London because I have so many lists of wonderful people that I've met through this podcast that I think that it's like a marriage literally made in heaven with you guys. So I'm going to, my life goal now is to get you to Europe to do pop up weddings. Oh, cool. um, if we have to, <laughs> we'll take one for the team. We're actually over there in October next year. Well, uh, fingers crossed, obviously. We've okay. Well, let's them. tentatively put that in, European listeners. If you want, <laughs> I'm putting the pressure on uh, Josh and Britt now. <laughs> if you want to have a pop up wedding in Europe, they have just mentioned a window that you might be able to fit into. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and look, if I can put a provisio on on vendors' contact, because obviously anyone can contact us, but. Uh, before you say you want to get involved with a pop-up wedding, look at look at look at the website, understand yes. it, you know, check it all out. And I don't say that because we've had quite a few people like, yeah, it looks like a great idea, and then we have chats and they're like, oh no, we just didn't realise what it meant. Right. <laughs> Do your research, Funny. idiots. Do your research, and same with not people. Idiots. <laughs> not idiots. <laughs> You're not idiots. I take that back. I just mean 
before you get any questions, I mean, I get people sending me press releases who have never listened to a podcast and Mm -hmm. they're like, hey guys, we love what you do. And I'm like, well, I'm just Alicia. I'm not a man and uh, I do this show on my own. So perhaps take two minutes to to listen to what I do so I I can feel your pain there. Yeah, no, we'd love it if people got in, got in contact with us, and all of the contact details are on the website. And what is and that the website? It's really easy. What it's is that website? Popupwed.co. Terrific, and of course, uh, if you uh, would like to get in touch with Josh to be he, your marriagey celebrant person, which is marriagey official- celebrant, <laughs> <laughs> it's the official new title. I'm the marriagey celebrant person. Uh, you can contact. <laughs> you can contact marriedbyjosh.com. Dot com, yep, and uh, I'm on all the social networks um, as Joshua Withers. And can I just also suggest you follow Pop Up Wedding? Uh, it's a Pop Up Wed on Facebook because your posts are beautiful and completely inspiring. Whether you're having a Pop Up Wedding or not, I just salivate over some of the stuff you post, Britt. Ah, oh, thank you. So yes, we're Pop Up Wed on all of the social medias. And if I... you'd like to follow us. I would highly recommend it. And now I think you must, must, must. I think you must go to your phones and do exactly what Josh and Britt just said. Go through, get rid of the people that you haven't talked to in the past, what do you reckon, a month? Is that what you said? I did a month, but I'm particularly ruthless. So <laughs> She's a bit one of a of bitch. Our... <laughs> I'm very antisocial. One of our brides did three months, and that's what she felt very comfortable with. I think so, three, let's say three months for for comfort, because sometimes we have long periods of time. We'll be becoming insular and, and talking from my perspective. I go, oh, I haven't called someone for that long, and then I feel like an awful person. Do, yeah, absolutely. Do the three months. Get in touch with Josh and Britt. Thank you so much. Come back again soon. I love you all. Always. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. It's been fun. <laughs> Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.